All right, so once again, I hope I pressed the right buttons to get us live. <laughs> Maybe that should be the name of the show. David hopes he presses the right buttons. I know. <laughs> so, so yeah, so here we are. This is uh, the show. We this is the show we call uh, this week in outrage, where we take a look at things. Did I just see a yawn? You did. <laughs> <laughs> where we God, take <laughs> I think I think they probably heard it you where we look look at things we saw this week the memes the news headlines whatever um, and see if we drill down a little bit find out if there's more to that story see what outraged us or just something else we want to talk about for some reason and uh, that's what we do so that's what we uh, you have to endure with us you don't have to but if you want to make it through the whole time you're going to endure with us <laughs> Is that and uh, so I have another show called Outrage Overload, which is a science podcast about outrage in society, outrage in politics, and lowering the temperature. And that show is scripted, you know, the intro part scripted, and then it's also an interview show. So I talk to scientists, researchers, and so on. And this show is just me and Lisa. Hey, Lisa. Hi, babe. Hey. How are you? I am doing okay. How about How are yourself? You? I am doing okay. <laughs> okay, so this our this our thing for this for today. Well, I'm, it's just cold, but it's not like I don't know. I'm just cold. It's a damp cold it's kind a weird of weird damp cold, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. Well, and it's kind of funny. I was also thinking this time. Most of you know, this is mostly our time to get together and chat. But you know, maybe we should leave some room for uh, folks that want to come up. If people want to come up for with any, if they have. Folks that have outrages of the day or whatever, we might might see if, uh, if people want to come up. Because sometimes I think, uh, you know, which is great because we usually get into our thing and that people just let us do that. But we might leave some opening for that. We'll see how, see how it goes. See how it goes, right. Is anybody mad at us at this week? <laughs> I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Well, remember last week someone was mad at us. Oh, uh, I haven't heard anything. Yeah, so nobody... Uh told us how wrong we are no <laughs> so if this has been um kind of a crazy week we've had the um we've had the airstrikes against iraq and the Houthis and the Houthis and i have to say i'm kind of unsettled about all this what about you yeah, there's definitely a lot going on, and it's, uh, you know, we're bombing you, but we're not at war. <laughs> there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on. We told you. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, language, I guess. <laughs> well, there's there's been some, um, yeah, and see, the Red Sea is a very uh, busy waterway for uh, uh, traffic, for, um, you know, transport of uh, goods. Yeah, doesn't it lead to the Suez Canal? Mm -hmm. That's how you get there. Yeah. So that's a little frightening. Um, but, and then, you know, the war goes on in Ukraine and in the, the Gaza Strip. and But we're not at war, right? But we're not at war. Or this is not, we're not, like, we're literally not at war with you. We're bombing you, but we're not at war with you. Oh, boy. <laughs> we don't want to start a war with you. We're just bombing you. <laughs> this, um, okay. So let's let's go back to this. So during times of war, very rarely does a president get voted out of office. If they Is can sort correct? of send the message of being a wartime president, yeah. 
Is that correct? Yeah, I think so. What do you think about that? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Oh, you think Biden is... But see, but the problem is that I don't think that message is going to work. No, nothing's going to work. In this, this era, because they're not going to see him as like a wartime hero president. They're going to see him as a you started a war president. Well, most of those presidents who are... Are you started the war presidents? <laughs> Quite literally, yeah. <laughs> when you go back and look at history. Right, right. So, I don't know, it's just that, that uh, saying that if you uh, were, if a war was going on while you were president, you'd most likely get uh, reelected. Um. Yeah, historically that's been mostly true, although that certainly didn't apply to Johnson, right? No. Yeah, he was, you know, he had the Walter Cronkite mo moment and all that and ultimately didn't decide not even to run because of Vietnam. Yeah. Because Vietnam wasn't going well. So it's not 100% true, but it's yeah. certainly been true, you know, oftentimes. But it, a lot of it has comes back to this message. Can you characterize yourself as this wartime hero president? Yeah. And if you can, then that probably works. But if you can't, then it's going to go against you. Because now you're just a, um, you know, a war, a war starting. Yeah. A war starting president. And uh, so, yeah, I think that's one thing that's different about that. Well, so yeah, I was talking about how we, um, you know, may uh, open up, have more room for folks to jump on if anybody has some outrage of the week that they ran into headlines or memes or. Something you want to drill down on a little bit, or just rant about, I guess, or get off your chest. We 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 can do some of that. I don't like the whole show to be just getting stuff off our chest, but um, I'd rather just drill down a little bit. But sometimes it's fun to uh, do that once in a while for a couple things. Certainly, I enjoy when Lisa tries to get stuff off her chest and our and her puppy dog. Of course, when she get tries to get stuff off her chest, it just means she's just gonna bark like no reason um aren't well maybe to her there's a reason but to the rest of us we can't always see the reason she just starts barking randomly so let's see what do we have here um well there's a, there was a spending deal reached um i don't it hasn't been voted on i don't think yet right so they they reached a, an agreement on some spending levels and um i guess it's a hundred billion more than the deal made between McCarthy and Joe Biden back earlier before McCarthy was ousted. Um, and so, of course, a lot of people are upset that the price went up. I guess the price is going up everywhere, even running the government. But I think things are set to run out of funding. Right now they're running on short-term extensions. And so January 19th and February 2 were set to two different dates depending on I guess which part of the government one runs out of money on the 19th and one runs out in on February 2nd which two parts I don't know exactly how this works oh sorry um, I don't know exactly how this works but um, but yeah so they did reach a spending deal is 1.7 trillion um, which is still less than what they thought right well it's higher than many wanted well of course it's higher than many wanted but 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's a problem. I mean, the debt is a problem. And if you never raise taxes, that's a problem, too. So, I mean, you've got to, there's got to be more. But they've cut taxes. I mean, in the last administration cut taxes drastically. Well, they cut revenue drastically. They didn't cut taxes for everybody because there's right. a whole bunch of middle class taxes that went up. And they're also set to go up more because right. they put in all these triggers that the taxes for the richest don't go up, but the taxes for the rest of us start going up over a period of time. Once he was out of office, he made all these triggers fire after he was gone, so there'll be somebody else's problem. <laughs> so a bunch of things are happening that taxes will go up on certain groups. But because taxes did go down on some groups, that, like you said, so there wasn't the revenue right. to, to cover. There was a significant spending. cut but in revenue, was, which that's how you get deficits, right? Right. <laughs> but I was reading an article, and because I'm not, uh, my brain doesn't always work that way, about how um, that those tax returns are probably one of the biggest things that tax returns tracks increase is one of the biggest things that are fueling the um, economy. Uh, although all these super high prices, I mean the economy is good. But the prices, I mean... That's that's not the only thing, but certainly that's but part like of why I we have... I told you that I was reading it. Yeah, I mean, the thing is that it's, you know, I think obviously we're still having a lot left over from just all the money dumped into the pandemic, right, and trying to right. get the economy going again. Right. So that created a lot of the inflation, and we're still, like, sitting on that. And it's gone down some, and I guess it spiked a little bit back up tiny bit but you know just because inflation goes down doesn't mean the prices are going to go down right right <laughs> you'd have to have negative inflation for the prices to go down right and but so the prices have went way up on lots of things and in real life you do see prices sometimes roll back i mean we saw it with shipping and some other things so they do roll back sometimes but you know just saying inflation is back down doesn't mean prices will magically go no, back no, where no. they were but things that are are going to start kicking i mean Insurances, insurance companies, there's a real insurance problem in this country as far as um, insurance companies backing out of places and not carrying insurance like in California, Arizona, um, Florida, mm -hmm. uh, right there in the Gulf. So, you know, that's either the insurance rates have gone way, way up in those areas or are just gone. Well, yeah. Well, they're not, yeah, like a lot of aren't giving insurance, is that what you're saying? Like yeah. it's not available. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, available, yeah. Right. Well, and, you so know, and like you gonna say. Cause, that's that's going to be a huge problem, not being able to get insurance, because then you won't be able to get a mortgage, then you won't be able to get, um, you'll be able to sell your house, you'll be able to buy a house. Right, you're stuck. You're stuck. Right. Or you're virtually stuck. For some situations, you may be able to come up with something, but you're virtually stuck. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I mean, I think the the inflation and the whole economy thing is so much more complicated than all these narratives want to say. Um, and there isn't just one thing. And also, you know, I mean, <laughs> like, Productivity isn't always good, right? I mean, productivity right. often means that's fewer workers doing the same work. <laughs> but also sometimes that can cause inflation too because now they want preferred workers, right? Or they don't want, nobody nobody wants to work, quote unquote. And then you 
what really means nobody wants to live off those wages, and then so you get into all these loops. Um, um, we so we struck Yemen again last night, and they're now Yemen's mad, and they're gonna they've re, uh, they're going to um, they guaranteed a retaliation. So what does that mean? Yeah, I mean we just find out, I guess. Yep. Yeah, and I and I, you know, and I'm always a little reluctant to jump into some of these topics because I'm just not an expert about a lot of okay, it. Okay, well then, but these are things that are outraging me this week. The Gaza stuff and the Yemen stuff. Yeah, the, it's just like there's a lot of, a lot of. There's a lot of tension. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of tension. There's a lot of boom going on. Yeah. I don't like that. No, I mean, there's a lot. There's, um, you know, there's all this talk of. We want to support Israel, but we don't want to escalate the war. And all those things just tie into each other, you know, or escalate a war into this region. We don't escalate this into a larger thing in this region, but kind of one follows the other. And, you know, it's pretty hard not to have all that stuff intertwined. Okay, well, so then you just want to come back home then and talk about stuff at home? Well, my problem on the on that stuff is I just not... I just don't feel like I have much expertise in it. Well, I don't think any of us are expertise. So this um, caucus that's coming up, I, mm -hmm. I need to learn, learn more about caucuses. Would you like to talk about caucuses? <laughs> sure. It's a, it's a fun word. We use it a lot during, all of a sudden, like nobody ever heard the word caucus hardly before. Now it seems like we're using what, it all the freaking time. Is, what, what's the definition of a caucus? I don't know. You can look that up real quick, but I'll give you what the one off my head, which I think is basically sort of a group getting together and working together in political actions. So, well, yeah, because there's caucuses within um, our own government now. I mean, the, uh, they have caucuses to deal with. Yeah, it's a meeting of political party registered their preference among candidates. It also, more generally, is a conference of men members of a legislative body. There you go. So... This caucus is coming up. It's the Republican caucus. Caucus. <laughs> that sounds like a superhero caucus. Right. So they do. They do this, the anti-superhero. They do the caucuses separately. You mean Republicans and Democrats? Yeah. Well, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be negative seventeen below. That's what they keep talking about. You know, and I always wonder if there's another one of these negative deals that... Negative 17 below is an oxymoron, by the way. <laughs> negative 17 below, that's true. Below, <laughs> negative 17 below, uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but, uh, you know, they just keep hyping up this weather, and I'm kind of like, all of a sudden on that day, it's going to be like 45. No one's going to care. You know what I mean? It's like they've been hyping this up for a freaking week or more. Well, these people live in, in this kind of cold weather. What's the difference between 10 and negative 10? Pretty, a fair amount. Well, it's 20 degrees if do do do. I'm yeah. here all week. Yeah. But. Yeah, I could do that. <laughs> you could. There you go. Yeah. It's 20 degrees, my friend. But um, at that point. Yeah, but I think when it starts getting in the negative Fahrenheit, that's getting pretty chilly. I mean, it literally burns your skin to be out in that. Yes. Well, you could, you know, your lungs freeze. You could, there could be some problems. There could be some missing toes after this. <laughs> could be, yeah. So, but but the um, the candidates show up at the caucus. 
don't know if it works that way, to be honest with you. See, I'm asking you. I think it's more like... This is how I kind of picture it. I guess they do show up in the end. I kind of, I kind of pic- I picture it like a um, like a trade show, or, or not like a trade show, like a... Yeah, maybe like a little bit of a trade show where Nikki has her table set up on one side of the room. <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie has his set, table set up on the other side of the room. And somebody has a table set up for Donnie. And then... Um, and then Vivek and all those guys are going to be there too, right? And who's, well, I don't know if they're. I don't think. I don't think they're eligible anymore. They didn't eligible make the cut. for the caucus then. I don't know. I don't. I don't know who's in the, in it for real. But obviously, there's only you know? three people that even have any chance so at all, there right? There has to be some. There has to be some vote, right, to get people to know who's available. Yeah, I, I think they. Um, I think they go through. I think if I recall how the Iowa ones work, they go through like rounds. And um, like a jury, uh, almost like a ranked choice voting kind of thing, but um, but I know it's they do it. I, I think Iowa has always done it like a unique way. So I guess in Iowa, Iowans gather at a set location in each precinct. Typically, these meetings occur in schools, churches, public libraries, even in so you don't go and vote. Caucuses are held every two years. The rules of the caucus process determine delegates to national conventions are determined by the party and differ substantially between, yeah, we know that. In addition to the voting and presidential preference choices, caucus goers begin the process of writing their party's platforms by introducing resolutions. This sounds horrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it sounds like it's like a terrible PTA meeting or something. I know that's what, that's what I have this... Uh, this uh, that's what my picture in my brain that it is like a PTA meeting, and there's fighting and stuff, but they're never televised, are they? No, I don't think so. I'm never. I don't remember it being televised. Well, because you can't really, because it's happening in a zillion places. Each precinct has their own little thing going on. Oh, that's true, huh? Because it's the whole state. Yeah, so there's a bunch of little caucuses going on all over the place. <laughs> are those called cop ties? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Could be. Could be. <laughs> what is the plural for caucus? <sighs> and I guess there's inconsistencies. People complain about it because every precinct kind of does it their own way. And, and some people say it's a total mess. So I think every county would have their own um, caucus. Well, it's not county, it's by precinct, right? So you know how those precincts get all carved up in weird ways. Oh, so one county could have more than one. Yeah, I think vice versa. I think it, there might be more precincts than one in a big county, too. Yeah. Kind of might work both ways. So each precinct divides its delegate seats among the candidates in proportion to caucus goers' votes. And then, I, like I said, I, I remember something about it being in like rounds. Like if they haven't got a candidate yet, they go again until they have one. So the viability threshold is no less than 15%. This gets this gets in the weeds. <laughs> this gets very much in the weeds. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, so what 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 do we want to know about these caucuses? <laughs> I don't know. I just you know I kind of I'm kind of interested. I would like I would like to go s- just visit one and say I'm just here to see what's going on. Well, I know that you know like in the past, no one you cared. You have to register when you came in, right? Because if we registered voter, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Um. 
which again comes back to this whole thing about they all do it differently. So they all have different sort of mini rules within the rules kind of thing. But I mean, these Iowa Coxes used to, I think, no one really cared. And then somehow, like, they started to become a big deal. Because they're the first. Yeah. And there was some, there's a big argument, I shouldn't say argument, there's a bunch of proponents for that. Like, they should be a small, small state that goes first to get, like, the voice of the people or something. I forget exactly the, the background for that. Hmm. Interesting. But it seems to be, um, but it's not, I don't know why there's such a huge spotlight on it. The people who win that caucus don't know, it's not like they normally go on to win. Right, but it can, I guess it can change the flavor of things and somebody can kind of get some recognition they didn't have before. But yeah, I don't think it's an indicator, a a great predictor of what's going to happen. Okay, so what do you have? Well, I have something from the gods of, uh, I mean, the the uh, Moms for Liberty. Oh, God. <laughs> Did you see this one? No. So she's a Moms for Liberty school board member, so she was supported by Moms for, Li- for Liberty to, to get elected to the school board seat. And she was, she resigned after being arrested for stealing a bunch of times from uh, Target in Tennessee. <laughs> She's a shoplifter. She's a klepto. Yeah, I mean it's only like only I say, but it's a bunch of trips to to Target, and it's total worth of like seven hundred bucks worth of stuff. So what on are many you trips. What are you doing? Well, this is you the thing. Mrs. Things. Righteous, you know. And they have her on, on the like the security cameras stuff. She was going through the self check and then just not registering everything. You know, yeah. Just some stuff she just put in the bag and not check her. Yeah, that's a problem. That's a big problem. But so that's, it, it wasn't like once, it was like many times. Yeah. Um, so, and you know, on the other side of this, you know, there's a sort of poverty side. I mean, is she hard, is she hard up, you know, trying to get stuff? And- no, 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 there's not. That, what you what you just said then means that it's okay for her to do it if she was broke. It's not okay for her to do it if she Well, was especially broke. if she's going to. Say other people no, shouldn't no, be doing it. No, now you're doing. No, I know it's both. I know it's, but I'm saying again. that I'm saying that some people do have challenges, and maybe they had a better way than shoplifting to get help. Maybe she needs help, and maybe you know, obviously, shoplifting isn't people, the answer. Okay, all people have challenges, and yes, maybe she needed help, but there is no no way to explain away why she did what she did. And I guess my point was that. Your point doesn't make sense. Because My point is especially if she's calling out other people for it, you know, and then you get this whole, but it's me. There's not, there's no. I'm, I'm the, I'm the mom's for Liberty, Liberty lady, Liberty. Liberty. <laughs> liberty, liberty, Bibbity. Liberty, Liberty. <laughs> liberty, Bibbity. <laughs> and the Mimu. <laughs> yeah. But no, she, right. She's got this holier than thou righteous platform group that she's in there and she's out there stealing Yep. Shoplifting. Yeah. Those self-checks, by the way, side note, those self-checkouts have been not a money saver or time saver because of the shoplifting. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I'm, I, well I guess I'd be happy if they went away, but I know a lot of people really like it because you don't have to deal with the checkout person. <laughs> you don't have to do, you could do order online. You don't have to deal with the checkout person. 
You know, stores having goods out on display with a price next to them is a relatively new thing that didn't come out until the 1800s. That's not that new. Well, it's pretty new in the, in, in the history of people buying things. Credit it's cards pretty are new. new. No, but in the history of people buying things, I mean, that coming out in the 1800s was a huge change because before that, you know, you had to go and basically negotiate for whatever you wanted and, every, and the price was different every time somebody went up and you, you couldn't just look at the products they had. You had to say, do you have this thing X? And then they would say, yes, and it's this many dollars. Yeah. And you would negotiate every time. So they could, and they would charge different people different prices. Right. And, and so this was a huge new deal to have open pricing or, or transparent pricing and products out where you could look at it and touch it. And that opened a whole new... Um, employment opportunity, particularly for women at that time, which didn't, who didn't have that many opportunities then, do they now? <laughs> well, yeah. They should have a lot more now. Yes. But, but then they didn't have that many, so that opened a whole new opportunity, particularly for women as sales girls, quote-unquote, mm -hmm. at these stores, and that was a, like a respectable job that, that, that somebody could have. So, yeah, just a little factoid. Where'd you find that? What's your source? Well, that's pretty easy to find because it's just factual stuff but it's a combination of different things um okay so uh like i said that scientists have recommended that uh, marijuana become a schedule three drug instead of a schedule one drug i did read that and that's the fda scientists sorry so that's government scientists not just random scientists so the <laughs> in other words the ones that could push it but apparently the dea is still against it well, because they make money. I know. It's got to be money, right? So they, that's how they... So yeah. that's where this lies now. So I don't know, you know, this is a continuing story. Will we get any movement on that? But it's pretty. It's a pretty big deal that the FDA scientists have actually recommended um, removing marijuana from its Schedule One classification. So if that happens, then, you know, you know, I think people can much more comfortably take their legal weed on the planes and things like that because even if they get caught with that it's not going to be a felony whereas now it technically if somebody wants to enforce it it would be a felony if you got caught bringing weed on a airplane if you got arrested by the feds yeah so last time we said we were going to talk about the golden globes anything what do you have to say about that oh um well um the Golden Globes were not that um, exciting or um, that great uh, of a show. Um, Audrey Day and, um, oh gosh, the guy. The comedian guy? No, no, no. The guy who used to do be the band on um, Colbert. Um, oh, um. Bastille, Wait, uh, he used to be. He's not. He's not the no, band on Colbert anymore. No, no, I didn't know that. John Bastille, John Batiste, Batiste. Batiste. Yeah, they were. They were. So, John Bastille is what I said. <laughs> I know. I heard you. Um, they were so adorable, and they just kind of. They were very sweet, and their whole little shtick on stage was probably the only thing worth seeing. Even the Will Ferrell, um, Kristen Wiig thing was just kind of awkward and terrible. But I'm not gonna bash. Uh, the host they couldn't get a host for the longest time and they got this uh, comedian who's all he does is stand up he's not really an actor he's not really a a writer he just does his own stand up and then they were upset that he didn't do well 
Right. In Isn't a form it? that he's not really used in to. In a form that he's yeah. not used to. You know, he's, yeah. So I'm not going to bash him. His, he wasn't as bad as they say he was, but um, it was, um, it was fine. It was fine. It was fine. It was fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Oppenheimer, big winner. Um, Barbie didn't, you know, sweep like they everyone thought they was going to, but. That show Beef won a lot. I and, saw that. And we hated that show. It was so dumb. It seemed dumb. I never, I couldn't just. It doesn't seem dumb. It is dumb. I just couldn't get into it. You know, I couldn't get into it. No, and, the, and Fargo didn't get anything. So, um, we're, we just finished the new season of Fargo. Did we oh, finish we it? No, more. we have another episode. Yeah. It's not out yet. I think it comes okay, out we have this to, week. We have to wait till next week to talk about it then. Yeah. Yeah. But, um,. So the Golden Globes were meh, meh, yeah, and meh. and you're just not concerned about you're you're just like not getting involved in the controversy with the with the host guy because there's no. so he's getting so much. I mean, it's which so is, crazy, which is freaking ridiculous. Yeah, people getting exciting over nothing. Yeah, you know, why why couldn't you get a host? Why did you wait till four weeks before the show to get a host? Right. So I don't know. So, um, I'm gonna, I'm, I've got to So, I guess while you're looking at that, I will say, so this election in, in Taiwan. Yep, I have that on my list. The the guy that, that won is the sort of pro-independent, um, pro-democracy guy. So that's a good news, good news yeah. I think. Um, certainly the folks that we know from Taiwan seem pretty happy about that. Yes. Um, but it's one of these things that, you know, from what they tell us, and I, I trust their insight more than I do the news stories. They would they have they have people on the ground telling them what's happening and family there and stuff like that. And you know, they were saying that these this guy was a, the the opposition was, you know, essentially funded by Beijing and really a lot of propaganda yeah. about China's great and we should reunite with China, and um, you know, and they're sort of saying. We made it through this election, but it's just going to keep happening. They're just going to keep doing that message over and over and over again. Um, but then, you know, you know, and of course, other people are trying to spin this as it's a bad thing because it means more likely going to war with China or whatever. Like, well, going to war to protect my democracy is better than just giving it away because the leader I hired is just going to give it away. So I think I think the people there would rather try to stay independent. I mean, they've been a democracy for quite a while now. Yeah. Um, this keeps crashing. What, your messaging app or what? Um, no, that was my lookup. Now it's completely gone and I had exactly what I wanted. Um, so there was um, a... There it is, okay. So you know, there was a food aid um, package. Food aid? Yeah, for children. In one of these spending federal, bills? Federal, yeah. Federal. Okay. Fifteen states have rejected the federal funding for feeding children. And what's their argument for it? Because something else comes with it or something like that? Or why, why are they rejecting it? That's a good question. And it crashed again. I think it's the uh, 
New York Times. I have to go someplace else to look at it. Um, and it's the it's the that feeds the hungry kids during the summer months hmm. when school's out. It's a new program. It's a permanent grocery program to feed children during the summer um, when school's out, and um, actually expand a little to breakfast and um, also for families. Um, the pro there's estimated 21 million children from um, 35 states who and and the, our territories who really we're gonna um, who are eligible for this program. So it also gives families $120 per child for groceries over the summer, and 15 states are rejecting it, and they were. Um, are not partaking in the summer EBT. And those states include Alabama, Alaska, Florida, Georgia, Idaho, Iowa, Louisiana, Mississippi, Nebraska, Oklahoma, South Carolina, North Dakota, Texas, Vermont, and Wyoming. And did they give any reason for why they're rejecting it? It's too woke, is that the idea? Yeah. And especially um, Texas, Oklahoma, Louisiana, Mississippi, their security, uh, their food insecurity rates surpassed the national average. So that means that they have more people who need this program. Right. And um, a spokesman from some of the states um, not participating said that they're going to have their own program in uh, place by by then so they don't need to enroll in the program at all they're going to have their own program I guess I don't quite understand what they have to lose by taking this program since it's already exactly. funded exactly that's the whole point exactly well what all what do all those 15 states have in common well, Iowa kind of surprised me. Um, Iowa was the one that surprised me. The one that surprised me was... Where's that list again? Um, <laughs> Vermont. Oh, that's true, yeah. Yeah, that seems like a surprise, too. So, that's, I don't know. So, that nobody really talks about why they're rejecting it? Well, they have their own program. They don't need the federal program. But that still doesn't really answer the question. <laughs> it still doesn't really answer the question. Like, what, 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 what's the downside? I guess is what I'm trying to find is what is the purported downside of? of they don't. They, they just all say, like Vermont officials, may uh, I'd say a spokesman from Idaho Department of Health and Welfare said there is a budget request in its state legislature to approve funding for their summer EBT program for 2025. And Vermont officials made a similar budgetary comments and committed to a permanent enrollment in the future, maybe. So why are they not enrolling in it now? Yeah, that's kind of what... Well, they're trying to make it very much a partisan thing because um, uh, it's all... Um, part of one of those spending bills that got approved I in the first so. couple of years. I know. Well, 
like an infrastructure bill or one of the other ones. But still doesn't make sense why you would not take the money once it's been approved. Right. I don't get it. Um, so uh, what else you got? Oh. Well, um, well, that one. So when are the really Emmys? Ground my gears tomorrow. Emmys are tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. And again, still nothing from the Epstein list. What the hell is that? Okay. Well, but we keep calling it a list. It's not a list. Well, Epstein papers. Well, and that's true. We want the list, which I guess they're. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we want. Like, yeah, but this was just some stupid documents from some court cases. Many of these things had been out already before. So it's basically just an evidence folder, you know, part of this particular trial. Some of it's new. Most of it's just stuff we already knew about that was out there already. Most of it's just like a collection of public documents that already existed, you know, newspaper articles and everything else. But in there, it does talk about how Trump was with a underage girl at Epstein's apartment more than once. But that's just getting blown over, right? Well, and yes. Well, yes and yes and no, because most of these, all these references to basically almost anyone, I think there's a few cases where people are already charged or or something, but almost most of these names, you know, even Clinton has mentioned 20 times or something. Mm -hmm. You know, they say, well, they weren't charged and you know and they weren't participating or we don't we aren't saying they participated no i'm saying that trump did participate right but i'm saying to be fair on this report these reports oh, yes, are saying right. they didn't or at well, least we didn't exactly say they didn't but we're not saying they did <laughs> but also on these uh, quote unquote flight logs those right. were, that plane goes up and down that coast all the time taking people you know he he was very enamored with people with big names, so he would right. he would fly people to charity dinners here and there all the time. That he did everything he could to get in with those groups. That doesn't mean that they were went into the island. Although some of them did, David Copperfield did kind of, um, in some ways, like oh, I didn't realize that you were hung out in that crowd, but I knew he hung out in that crowd, meaning that I know that he's been charged with um, assault, sexual assault, many times. Yeah. Well, and the guy's name that came up the most in this in this do these documents was Alan Dershowitz. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. And he admitted to being there before. Yeah. And he said, I, I left my pants on. I left my pants on. Yeah. I got my massage with my underwear on. So the... Uh, New York, that's what he said. <laughs> Why would you get your massage? Why would you get a massage? Yeah, there's there's yeah. a lot of things there. Yeah. Um, so the New York judge did come out with his ruling on the fraud case and what the. Uh, I thought that's not done yet. He did. He came out with a ruling on how much uh, uh, he would that uh, Trump would owe. Um. Okay. I thought you that didn't was. Know that? I didn't think that happened yet. I thought that was happening this week. Um, okay, am I wrong? I think I don't think it happened, but maybe you're scooping us here. Maybe you got a scoop. <laughs> I think the fraud case isn't done yet. Those that's not but, decided yet. Yes, it has. It's they've everyone's done their closing arguments. Right. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't. I don't see. A I saw a dollar now. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't see that. I know she, she okay. asked for three hundred seventy million, but I don't think they've, okay. they've given a number yet. I thought he did. So my take on this is that a the number will be less than three hundred seventy. The starting number will be less than three hundred seventy million. Who knows how much less? But it, it will be, I think. And I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. I think. You can probably name a time. <laughs> Just kidding. I've been wrong a lot. But my, that's my guess. A. 370, it'll be lower than that. B, if you look at these trials, we talked about OJ and this, uh, the Goldman's never collecting that money, ever. No, I, I, understand, I understand that. But also those those settlements always, I mean, I don't think, I don't know if anyone can name a case where this didn't happen. They always get reduced on appeal. Yeah. So even if you so, lose the appeal, you usually get the number so reduced. So the trial is over, though. Um, yeah, I think, I think yes. the closing argument's closed on Friday or yeah. something, yeah. But I don't believe we saw anything finished on that. Okay, so that's finished. The numbers that were... Uh, it's the know, proposed number. It's the proposed number, right. So... Um, but so then his uh, case with E. Jean Carroll is tomorrow. Sorry, no, Tuesday. Starts soon, yeah. Tuesday. Starts soon, yeah. Um, right, and that's, a, that's that follow-up case. And a second case, I think, too, right? Because there's two things that are happening there. One is he got charged again because of the stuff he said after the last last one and you know and the challenge here is what's going to stop him like he doesn't care he'll just pay those fines or he's no he doesn't pay the fine he'll just accept getting told he's going to have to pay a fine like you say you know if he ever has to pay anything on these he probably will have to pay something at some point but it's going to be years and like i said it'll be greatly reduced under uh, appeal Mm -hmm. so you know none of this is going to stop him because he just can keep doing it so i don't know what you do with a guy like that like, what do you do with a guy that doesn't care and just keeps breaking the same law? I mean, I don't know what you do with that. Like, that's where we're at now. I and mean, nothing's going to stop him. He's not going to stop. He'll do it again right after this next one, I think. Well, if he was a regular, if, if it was you... You'd be in jail. You'd be in jail. Right. And, and I think the judge has that option. You'd be in jail, and the house would already be uh, in um, conservatorship. Well, and the judge has that option, too, because even if he appeals it, he could re- be required to put up a quote-unquote bond of some sort. Mm-hmm. And usually that's cash. Like, you don't get to just say, well, no, I'll put up my car or whatever, my airplane or something. You usually have to put that bond up in cash. Now, how big would that bond be? Probably not that much. He probably has the couple of million it would be, right? Because even if the settlement's 300 or something, and then it comes down to 200 and then on appeal... I mean, even before the appeal, they'll might say, "Well, if you give us ten million, we'll hold your spot." So, is it illegal for him to use not him anybody to use campaign funds to pay these legal fees? No, not if he told the people that's what he was going to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Bannon had the problem that he didn't disclose that stuff, and he used the funds in a different way than he said he was going to. He was raised the money to, for the wall, and then he used them to pay for his legal fees. Or some other stuff in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's fraud. But I think as long as the fine print says I can do what I want with it, then he, he can use that for whatever he wants, including his own uh, legal fees. Okay. Again, I'm not an attorney, but that's how I understand it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't play one on TV? I do not. Okay. Um, and then what else did I want to talk to you about? Well, um, oh. oh, sorry, go ahead. No, well, yeah, we talked last week, too, about the um, cost of living in the in uh, Congress. Mm-hmm. And how they, 
they kind of need, they haven't had a raise in 15 years. And so Elizabeth Warren's coming out and saying, yeah, we do need to, to uh, look at giving these guys a raise. Because without that, the multimillionaires are just feeding on these guys who need money and, and uh, you know, need help. Kids sent to school. Uh, you could, oh, you could stay at my house. It's, it's no problem to stay at my house, you know. So they're getting, the. she's saying that right now it's a, it's a, the water's being chummed. Right. So they need to do something. They need to make it legal. Congress should not be the plaything of multi-million dollars and billionaires who've already secured their portions and don't care about earning a living to support their families. Everyone in government should be paid more members of Congress and their staff. Yeah, I don't know if, that, if that's going to help, to be honest with you, but I think that, you know, you, I don't, I, it may, maybe it will help in some ways, but it's not going to end that grifting. It's not going to end that because no matter how much you pay them, when those corporations and uh, lobbying comes along and says, yeah. yeah, but if you look at this plan, you'll have $10 million if you do this plan. This is We're not going to pay them $10 million. No, this is her point. Many Congre members of Congress are extraordinarily wealthy. And as recent as a few years ago, most were millionaires because those are the people who have the resources to run. Like others, Warren's have cited unique costs that come with being in, the co in Congress, including needing to maintain two homes in two different parts of the country. I understand no one wants to waste taxpayer dollars, but Congress needs to be more realistic about what it takes to attract top people to public service across the board. Well, um, public service, it's public service. It's not... Right. Well, and this gets me to a whole nother thing because not necessarily politicians, but certainly other kinds of civil service used to really be a place where people would come together and, you know, not bring their partisan stuff and work together for the common good. Right. And there's probably a little bit of rose-colored glasses because there was probably always some politics brought to the table. But, you know, for the most part now, it's just all politicized. Like everybody, every position now somebody's trying to campaign on a partisan way for some civil service job. And also, even if they're not doing that, they're getting accused of it and being thought of as, well, you work for this government agency, you must be something, something, right? You're somehow a neocon or whatever you whatever you might be, and or whatever they say you're, they think you are, and you get accused of that. It's like, and that's just that erosion of trust in institutions. You know, it's like, it's, it's just tearing us apart. Well, and then also don't forget, these guys get a, a very substantial um, retirement. Right, and health care. And health care. And their own bank. Remember the problem a few years ago that the you know they have their own banking system and people were bouncing checks like crazy, but the, eh, no big deal. Nobody <laughs> cared. Yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> Look, this guy's bouncing checks. This yeah, guy says he's bouncing but checks. They're not See, in no the regular cares. banking system, so they don't get the same sort of backlash that normal people get if you bounce a check. Mm -hmm. Right. Again, you could go to jail for that. You and I might go to jail for that. These guys? No. Well, at the end of the day, I mean, Santos still is facing criminal charges, right? He still could have some criminal charges go against him, right? He's still facing that up in yeah. New York. Oh, yeah. He's still yeah. got a trial coming up. I think, and yeah. 
So that could certainly happen. But he's still not saying shit. And he promised. Yeah. So yeah, he's, that, that judge in that tr fraud trial says they're going to try to get an answer by January 31st. Oh, right. I did hear that, I guess. Yeah, so that's when they're going to try to do it by. I don't know. I don't know if that's normal or slow or fast. <laughs> but yeah, it's... it's um, you know, and then there's that ruling that's going to come on the immunity piece, too. So that should be interesting, whether Trump has blanket immunity or not. Oh, the Supreme Court? Well, no, it's a it's the next appellate court. It's the next step up. The Supreme Court refused to hear it, so it's just moving through the court system. So it's just the next, it's a district court. I think it's the Washington District Court. Oh, and um, actually, the E. Jean Carroll case is probably going to be postponed because of um, the death of Melania's mother. Oh, I didn't see that that happened. Yeah. That happened? Mm hmm So her funeral's Wednesday, so he's asking for, so he could attend the funeral. And is that happening in a foreign country or here? New Hampshire. Oh, that's almost a foreign country. No, Wait, just kidding. No, <laughs> Oh, but but his uh, website he says he says he wants to be as Malaj's funeral, but his website says he'll be appearing in New Hampshire that day. But maybe they just didn't update the website yet. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where the I don't know where her. Um, but he might go to that. He might go to the trial, the funeral during the day, and his and his rally at night. Yeah, maybe. But he, but he uh, wrote on truth, whatever he was called. Why does he always type in um, caps? <laughs> caps, just everything, all caps. Funeral of my beloved mother-in-law with my wife and former and next first lady of the United States. <laughs> okay, sure. So we don't always we don't talk a lot about podcast stuff on this this show, but I I thought I'd talk about what it a little podcast bit. Podcast stuff, just general podcast Your stuff. Podcast well, sometimes we talk about my podcast sometimes, yeah. but we talk we don't talk about podcasting itself that much. But I did see that a guy that used to be the main PR guy at Apple Podcasts, and now I think he has some new job at Apple Podcasts, but he's still I with they, it. I thought they closed the Apple Podcast down. No, no, they're closing Google. Google is shutting theirs down. Is it called Google Podcasts? I don't even remember now. Okay. But Google's shutting theirs down and trying to use it. They're trying to replace it and build it, build those fe build those features into Google Music, I think, or YouTube Music. Maybe it's YouTube Music. Mm -hmm. uh, and they're trying to build those features into that. Um, but and yeah, so that Google Podcast app is supposed to shut down later this year or in a few months, I think. Anyway, so he's with Apple Podcasts and he put out his. It's not his corporate one, but it's his personal you know, things he wants podcasts to do in 2024. So one is throw out the playbook. So whatever the rules used to be, don't care about those rules anymore. Like drop X episodes at lunch. Don't worry about that. New show every X days. Don't worry about that. Just come up with whatever you want. Um, you know, keep doing what's working, but ignore those old rules. But the biggest one I, I thought about talk about is make shorter shows, <laughs> which we're not doing. <laughs> well, I mean, our shows, I guess, you know, breaks this rule because our show is pretty long but his show is make uh uh shorter shows shorter episodes uh second one is to launch fewer bigger shows 
Um, and instead of so many podcasts, I don't know. I don't know what that means exactly. Uh, so it, because it's hard to grow an audience, he's saying don't have three podcasts like I do. Uh, just have one. But then you got to worry about, to me, you got to worry about polluting the, I created that one for that challenge because I just didn't mm-hmm. want to pollute my feed with those those episodes. And then this seems counterproductive, uh, counter to what he said uh, in step one where he says, you know, do what you can prove is working. Then he says, this new, next one is tone down your reliance on data. In other words, trust your gut. But at the top, you said, trust the data. So, <laughs> you know, what so are we supposed have, to do? You have to have data. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, you know, so, yeah, I don't know exactly what he's even saying here because, you know, I think he, he's, you know, sort of saying, figure out how you can figure out whether people are, um, you know, connecting with your show in some bigger way than, than the numbers. So, which is certainly you know, a good idea, and I'm trying to do that, but it is a, it's a hard problem to have because you don't, you can't one-on-one with every single listener, even if, even if I'd like to. Mm-hmm. Again, let the past die, so I don't care what happened in 2023. Um, and, and so I, I guess that just means, yeah, don't sweat whatever happened in 2023 and move on. But I thought the Make Shorter Shows was the one I'd mostly think about. So I don't know. We're almost out of time if we want to make shorter shows. <laughs> All right. So um, so we should probably start thinking about wrapping up. Oh, that okay. said. Uh, you know, I told you I hated I know. That. I know. You do. So they're changing. Okay, here's a couple things. Quick. Uh, here's my rapid fire. Okay. So they're going to rename the International Terminal at SFO. Uh, to the Diane Feinstein terminal, and I'm saying too soon. Yeah, uh, yeah, that seems a little. Although they do need terminals after people that are alive still. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't know. Um, it's Girl Scout cookie season. Um, oh yeah. So when is that season? Like, when does that happen? From what to what, roughly? Um, I don't know. Let me see. It just says get ready. Oh, so you don't, off the top of your head, don't. Day is because that's the first day when you place your orders. January 9th is the first day. Then it goes on for how long? I don't know. Okay. But let's see what, um, so, so here's the cookie lineup. Are you ready? Sure. Adventure Fools. Text that. Don't know what those are. Caramel Chocolate Chip. Caramel Delights. They used to be, in some markets they're called Samoas. In our market they're called Samoas. And those are by far the best cookies. Those are good cookies. Fuck. Dosey Dose or the peanut butter sandwich cookie. Girl Scout S'mores. Lemonades. Well, I didn't know you had this many. Lemon Ups. I thought you had like two choices. Peanut butter patties or tagalongs. Number, that's the number two cookie. Thin Mitts are the bottom of the barrel disgusting cookies. Toast, yeah. I don't know what that is. Don't know what that is. Toffee-tastic and trefoils. You know what trefoils are. Those are the sugar cookies. Okay. But So what are the peppermint patties again? The, pe- <laughs> the Thin Mints. Oh, oh that's, that's what Thin Mints I are. I do not like Thin Mints. Do you like them? Well, you don't like mint, anyway, for I the most part. I do like mint. That's, that's wrong. Well, that's I do true. like mint. Hmm, okay. You don't like mint candy, it seems like, though. Oh, well, I guess not. 
All right, but, so, so those are so Girl Scout cookie season. When does it end? It's a, it start. Um, I don't know when you're gonna have all your cookies ordered by. I don't know. When's the contest end? It's gonna go up another dollar a box. Oh boy, it's like ten dollars a box for twelve cookies. But uh, um, and then um, so Bonnie Willis is. This is that I should have brought this up sooner about her case. You know, she's being pulled into court because she may, had an improper relationship with one of the prosecutors. I saw something about that. I don't know what that. They say she's had a uh, a uh, affair with the the prosecutor who was overseeing the RICO case against Trump. Well, we'll see how this plays out. <laughs> it's craziness. Yeah, it is. That one's gonna be crazy. Okay, and then um, one last thing I have. Well, what do you have? Well, I have the best states. For families, supposedly. So I don't know exactly their criteria, but it's like family fun, health and safety, education, and affordability, I guess, are the main criteria. But I don't exactly know how they scored. You know, Our state's not on there. Well, no, I mean, we're on there because all states are on there. But yeah, our state, California, is uh, below the mean because I think we're 27. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so name, name another state and I'll tell you where it is. Oh, okay. Um, let's uh, South Carolina. South Carolina is forty-two. Really? Is it an expensive place? Then they're up there. It's it's forty-one out of a hundred on expensive. So let's say Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania is twenty-one. Ohio. Like Ohio's pretty high up, but nope, they are not. Ohio's thirty. Wyoming. Wyoming is twenty-three. <laughs> I can't get anywhere near the top. <laughs> no, you haven't gotten near the top yet. <laughs> I know it's not Alaska. No, it's definitely not gonna be Alaska. But is it going to be Idaho? Um no. Michigan. No. Wisconsin. No. My God, where are these states? Oklahoma? No, that can't be it. Oklahoma's not it. No. Okay, give me number one. What's number one? When it runs Massachusetts. Massachusetts is very expensive. Yeah, it doesn't rank. Oh, maybe that's. Yeah. Oh, I, I see. It, it ranks high on affordability. I don't know why. Massachusetts? Yeah, that seems like an expensive place. It is. Um, so number two is North Dakota. Okay. Which ranks high on uh, education. Okay. Really? Minnesota's three. Nebraska's four. New York is five. Again, New York. Yeah, but upstate I, New York's cheap. That, that's true. I guess if you're not in New York City, it might be more, more affordable. Stop. But yeah, those are the top five. Um, Iowa's 11. Did you say Utah? You didn't say Utah. No. Utah's 15. Yeah, where's Idaho? It's got to be down here, so I haven't found it yet. Oh, it's 38. So at the bottom is New Mexico's worst, according to this survey, our study. Mississippi, second worst. West Virginia, third worst. Alabama. So the top bottom five are New Mexico, Mississippi, West Virginia, Alabama, and Arkansas. 
Nevada's pretty far down there too, 44th. Arizona's 41st. You can make a political play on all that. Yeah, you could. I mean, there's a bit of a red-blue. You got Massachusetts blue, North Dakota red, Minnesota's blue, Nebraska's pretty red, I think. Mm -hmm. New York is blue, blue, but it has its red sections. Maine is kind of a split, right? Is it, I think it usually goes blue, but it has a it has a split. It's not exactly a swing state, but it's a little bit more purple. But anyway, so I don't think you got a red blue number there. There's a lot of jumping around. At the bottom, you do. The bottom, you do. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, the last, the bottom ten are all red states. Maybe even the bottom twenty are all red states. Uh, no, not quite. Bottom twenty, more like bottom fifteen. Um, are all red states. So, yeah, I guess that's true, but the rest of them are kind of skip around. Little red, little blue. All right, so I also looked at the, um, I mean, the most popular drinks right now, and it's like, it's a, they're boring. Like, are you kidding me? These are like boring drinks. Um, let's see here. Can I get to it? Let's see, what are they? So they're boring. It's like, number one, gin and tonic. Although I'm surprised by number two, which is a mojito. Like, I think of a mojito as a very specialized summer drink. I don't, it's not. No, it's a very basic drink. But I don't have mojitos all year long. We don't have mojitos at all. Maybe we're, we're sometimes in the summer. You know why? Mint. <laughs> <laughs> Margarita's three, Bloody Mary's four, whiskey and Coke. Whiskey and something would be good, but whiskey and Coke is... Well, Jack and Coke. Jack and Coke, pina colada, six, daiquiri, rum and Coke, gin lemonade, vodka lemonade. Oh, gin lemonade, that's our drink, man. That's one. Yeah. Vodka lemonade, a spritz, um, a martini, that's uh, it's like number 12. Okay, but they have to do, is it a real martini or is it? They don't say. Yeah. Well, if they don't say, then you assume, yes, it I must be a real. I have to assume it's a real martini. It's a, it's a real martini, which is gin, by the way. Yes. Yeah, so anyway, so I don't know. I thought it was boring. I didn't see anything too exciting on the top cocktails list. Mm -hmm. um, Cosmo Espresso Martini. Kind of That's boring. big right now. Oh, wait, what's this Caipirina thing? You ever heard of that? Caipirina? It's C-A-I-P-I-R-I-N-H-A. I never heard of that. Oh, it's a, um, yeah, that's from, I want to say... That's from South America. Am I wrong? I don't know. Mm. Doesn't say. Doesn't talk about it very much. Yeah. I got to look that up. Yeah. See what that is. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, that's the only drink on here that is not a kind of a boring regular old drink that everyone always knows. Cocktail recipe. Let's see what it, what it has in it. After I get done reading the history, first made in the 1500s. It's a lime, cut into wedges. Sugar, kachaka, and then garnish with a lime wheel. So what's kachaka? So I assume it's some kind of liqueur. Mm -hmm. um, so second thing, I got to find out what it is. Uh, let's see here. What is kachaka? Brazilian. Did you say that? I said South America. Yeah, that's right. Distilled alcoholic beverage. It's a distilled spirit made from fermented sugarcane juice. 
also known as Pinga, Kanina, Kaninha, and other names. I'm probably not getting any of those pronunciations right. But anyway, so I never I never heard of that before. So that was I I don't even know if I want to try it. It sounds like No, it doesn't sound like our it thing. Just sounds like a lot of sugar. Sugar on top yeah. of sugar on top of sugar. You know what we didn't talk about because it, it happened a while ago was the um Hunter Biden trial. Yeah. The hearing for his contempt. Yeah. And he showed up. All right. <laughs> but the Moskowitz here did you see Moskowitz yet? He was the one that said he is the Democrat said no, I'm 100%, you know, he's in contempt. I'm going to vote for contempt, but I'm also going to vote contempt. And then he just did all these guys who didn't show up. Right. You know, Jim Jordan, contempt. And he just just stacks, just bringing them out. Nobody says anything. That all just went away. No, I know. That all just went away. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um. You're right, and and that one guy giving that speech can't do anything about it because you know you'd have to vote on that, and they don't have control of those committees anymore. So that's not going to happen. Oh, and happen. Um, and MGD brought MG, MGT brought MTG. More. Yeah, MTG. What did I say? MGT. No, I didn't. Okay. Margie. I'll play the tape back later. <laughs> Margie brought um, more pictures from his phone, from his computer. Wait. Margie or Bobert? Because no, what's Margie, Margie talking? What are you talking about with Margie? She's on the committee. What pictures of what phone? Uh, oh, Hunter. Hunter. Oh, 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 God. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pictures. Yeah, that's what we need. We need more of that. Yeah, that's helpful. Right. Seriously? <laughs> no, Bobert wouldn't do it because, you know. T- well, so I, was gonna, I was thinking totally. So I was thinking that she had more pictures of her husband or something. And that's why no, she hit him. No, no. <laughs> Nothing's going to happen with that either. Probably not, no. It'll be swept under. If, if it, yeah, like you say, no one's going to do anything. Nobody cares. All right, well, uh, here's the most celebrated music, anticipated music tours this year. <sighs> Nobody's going to be able to afford to go to these, you know. Taylor Swift, Bad Bunny, Olivia Rodrigo. Wait, wait, wait. Taylor Swift, because she, oh, she's continuing her tour? It says of 2024, so I guess she is. Bad Bunny, okay. Olivia Rodrigo. Okay. And then some of your favorites. Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> Bob Dylan. What? <laughs> I know. Green Day. Well, Green Day started their tour last year, yeah. And then Adele and um, Mitski. I don't know who Mitski is. Mm-hmm. Anyway, those are your essential tickets of the year. But also Foo Fighters, Rolling Stones, Red Hot Chili Peppers, U2, Green Day. Yep, got to get your tickets. Those are the hot shows. Mm. I'm running. Uh, yeah, of those, what would we run to? Um, Green Day. Maybe Green Day. Um, well, no, Foo Fighters. Yeah, maybe I'd Foo like Fighters. I'd like to see Foo Fighters. Well, I guess Madonna, too. Mm. Okay. Wow. All right. All right. I mean, I guess I guess you would always want to say, well, I got, I saw Madonna. I think we Adele. We can see Adele. Yeah, I can see Adele. But no, no, um, <laughs> no, Bob Dylan. <laughs> I don't need to see Bob Dylan. I don't need to see Bob Dylan either. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I guess okay. we we exhausted all of our topics. 
um, for this week. Although we obviously, could talk, we we could talk forever. We about soup. The soup. About we could talk or not talk forever. I know. Do you like soup? I like soup. <laughs> so, yeah. So okay. So we I guess we exhausted our things. We'll wrap up this show. If you uh, are interested, there's another show called Outrage Overload that I do, and I do a new episode every couple of weeks. Um, and this week, I have a new episode coming out about the history of Outrage TV. So we talk about some old stuff with TV, like Jerry Springer and Geraldo and stuff like that, and other stuff as well. Um, and I am going to put out a MLK episode tomorrow. Wow. Um, I think. In your episode... Um about TV, remember Martin, um, was it Martin Downey? Junior, yeah. Or, it wasn't no, Robert Downey Junior. It right. was Martin Downey. No, I know what you're talking about, and I think that, that does guy, come up. I think that one comes that up guy, too, yeah. He was a mess, he was just smoked the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know if that, that doesn't sound like the right name, but that name, that, that I know the person you're talking about, and then he comes up. <laughs> you know, and this, this episode's a little bit of an indulgence because. I find I find this the guy that I got to talk about this is like a professor in New York and he's kind of known as like the pop culture pop culture TV guy you oh, know he's man. like a guru of that so I, I had a blast talking to him but I don't know if everyone will oh, no, but a, I had a blast talking I'll listen, to him I'll listen I'll tell you yeah we talked for like a long time and I edited it out you know down to a much more reasonably linked show because it can't be too long it can't be too long but <laughs> um, I had a blast talking to him so. Hopefully the audience will like it too. Well, yes, please tune in. Tune in, Outrage Overload. Every two weeks, it'll change your life. Hopefully. <laughs> yep. All right, folks. Well, thanks for joining us tonight. Um, I don't know if Yurk is going to give me too much for staying over too long, but got a lot of folks on Wisdom. We got Latasha Moss, Annalisa Hardiman, Yoslin Roland Neal, Coolio and DJ Jones, Doobie, Emma. Gallo, I'm probably messing up some of these pronunciations, Lois Hempson, Neil Wasserman, who came up for a little bit, John B., Daryl with the Dashes, Mary Kay, and Emily Gray. And uh, so I appreciate you folks listening in and uh, those that joined in. And uh, we'll catch you next week. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Love All you. Right. Love you. we got to get our outrage ready. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, folks. Bye.